0: Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberle from vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com and that's Mark Craig. That's Mark Craig from Star Tribune and startribune.com. Mark, before we get rolling here and talk about that Vikings win, I just want to give a shout out to a new uh, listener, viewer, I'm not sure how he's doing it, uh, Hiram Lund, who's watching us from uh, from his beautiful farm in, in Wisconsin and uh, was supposed to... See him this weekend, but I didn't. And I just wanted to say, uh, Hiram, you know, shout out to you. And we're we missed you at the wedding, but we're thinking about you. And I'm hoping you feel better soon. And you got to appreciate any uh Vikings fan who's watching from Wisconsin, you know, because that they're still after all these years of Wisconsin fans. So I want to say hey to Hiram, but Hiram, but you know, uh, hopefully that Vikings one makes you feel better. It, it did me. I don't know, there's something wrong with me, Mark. I, I had a twisted pit of my stomach until the final gun sounded and it was over and the Vikings got off the schneid and they won that game, you know, which was still in doubt uh, all the way to the end. So uh, something's wrong with me that I, I, I can't handle any better it, but that, you know, in the end, it made me feel good. The Vikings won. What'd you think?
1: Well, I think it was, you know, it was an awful game, but, but they, uh, you know, they didn't belong. They don't belong as a winless team. I mean, uh, when they were, when there were four teams and they all happened to play each other last week, uh, you know, you look at, at Chicago's a mess. Carolina's kind of a mess and they're rebuilding, um, Denver coming off getting, you know, 70 points laid up on them. You now, the Vikings are, are a better team than, than being down there. So they didn't play well. I don't think Kirk played well, but, uh, for them to get a win that that's, uh, that's big because, you know, then you're looking at, if they don't get a win there, you're looking at 0 and 5 probably. And they've only been 0-5 one time. One of the amazing things about this franchise is that they've never had an 0-10 or an 0-11. I mean, they've never had that. 0-5 uh, is the worst they ever had, and that was in their second or third year. Um, really? Existence. So, you know, you're looking at uh, – so it it's a good to get a win. But Were you right
0: about like that? People. Were you checking up to see if they if they had been 0-5
1: before? Oh, I mean, for a couple of weeks, it's like you know, when you're 0-3, you're looking at what's 0-4. And, and then they're going 5. Uh, so yeah, to me it's uh, it was a it was good to, good time to win. I would say. I
0: would agree with you. Uh, and you mentioned good old Kirk Cousins, and so uh, we're gonna start there because he started out good, and then he didn't. He got real bad all of a sudden. I'll give you the numbers on his day. He was twelve of nineteen for one hundred thirty nine yards, two touchdowns, but two picks, and an eighty point seven rating. He had some overthrows. He had some bad decisions. And there couldn't have been more worse decision than the 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 pass to, I think he was forcing it into KJ that uh, was pick sixth for ninety nine yards. And thank goodness, I'm sure some other buddy in the NFL has got a pick six that's longer than that, or else the Vikings would have another dubious record in the record book,
1: right? Uh, yeah, I, I, the Super Bowl had what was a. Uh... What was James Harrison's one hundred and one or something? Right, <laughs> something like that. Thank you, James. <laughs> um, yeah, Kirk did not look good at all, and he was actually you know, uh, the un- like that first before that pick six, uh, the underthrow to Addison. Deep, uh, he <laughs> yeah. had time to throw that. He wasn't like you know off balance or anything or being pressured. Right. He had time to throw, and he got rewarded for that, which you tend. That seemed to be what Case Keenum did, like every game. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was leading the Vikings uh, that one year. Um, you know, the third and two when, when, when they had that quick three and out, and, and I texted you and I said, Joe, this is this is the series that we always that I always talk about whenever it's like Kirk is play can play really well, but then there's these series where it's just like you need more. Uh, he overthrows, uh, doesn't give uh, Justin Jefferson a chance to catch that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, another throw where he, you know, Jefferson, I give Jefferson credit cause I think he's, he's a little, Oh, his numbers are amazing. There, there's some frustration. I think sometimes with him that they did, you don't see him good and go overboard on. So he keeps the body language pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, especially on that, the, the pick six, he throws it really late, like a rookie mistake. Uh, even he said, you know, I was late on that or I should have, Thrown that one quicker, or waited for TJ or the linebacker to clear on the inside. TJ would have been right, home. and he was moving away from him. TJ kind of moved to make a little more. Space so yeah, you know, how no matter how you dice it, uh, that was a terrible, terrible play. Uh, and he's just fortunate that uh, someone smaller decided to to knock him, you know, uh, <laughs> butt over teacup uh, down the down the field. Uh, they didn't get hurt. Even even
0: on his second pick, I, I thought uh, Kirk should have got rid of that. soon. he got his arm hit, he got rushed, and the po- po- pocket kind of collapsed quickly. So it's not all his fault, but you know you got to recognize that and get get rid of that right away. He was trying to throw it away, but just once again, not quick enough, and that that uh, short circuit of the drive they had going.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, for a guy who's clearly we know he's established as an accurate passer, he he struggled with that, and he struggled, you know. It's not the first time this year they struggle, I think, with some accuracy. But, um, you know, that one, I I don't know if I put that – I mean, you know, uh, that's one of Ingram's bad plays where the guy gets through, um, hits his arm, Um, and the guy got in there quick. But, yeah, it's uh, – they, they need him to play better, especially this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what my uh chiropractor said to me this morning. So says, if they'd have lost that one, but I quickly said, well – you're a Green Bay fan, and both our teams stink. So okay, we'll so, you know we'll settle that right now, and we did. And, but uh, speaking of Kirk all this week, you heard all this stuff about trading him, you know, which I think is silly. I mean, you know, he's got no trade clause. I mean, I don't know why people keep bringing it up. Like the Vikings are suddenly going to send him off to to the New York Jets uh, to take over out there, so that the Vikings can go and get uh, Caleb Williams. You know, I mean, you know, this is a team that is. Not gonna tank, no matter what they do. They have Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator, and he's already on record as not tanking. It cost him a job for crying out loud. So we should stop talking uh, about yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I
1: mean, he says he has a lawsuit uh, going uh, that right. He's, he's so he's he's firmly against uh, tanking. Uh, we'll put it that way. I, I don't know. It depends on who you're. I don't know who you're who you're listening to. I mean, uh, if you're listening to Twitter or whatever we're calling it now. Uh, you're going to hear anything, you, you know, trade, trade the whole team, trade Jefferson, trade Kirk, trade Daniil. Um
0: Yeah. We heard Jefferson yeah.
1: trade and Jefferson came out and said he wasn't too
0: happy about it. He was kind of sick and tired of it, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. I, I think that's just a case of young people spending way too much time on social media. Uh, there's a life out there, people. You can, uh, you wow, know. You I mean? just
0: called me a young person, Mark. Thank you. Well, yeah. If
1: you're if you're doing it too, you know, you got to get your young ears out of that, uh, <laughs> out of that cesspool.
0: Speaking of Jefferson, he got on the board for two scores, did the, he was getting gritty or getting giddy with the gritty yesterday, uh, Sunday, because he hasn't scored many touchdowns this season, and you only had 10 last year, so it's uh, it's nice to see him get in the end zone a couple of times, uh, even though uh, I would have preferred Hawkinson, but uh, Jefferson had another nice game, uh, only six receptions, but, you know, he made them count and went when he could, and Fortunately, I, yeah, I saw a little frustration from him and some of the throws that went over his head, you know, from from Kirk. But uh, that's going to happen, I guess, from time to time. What do you think of JJ's game? Well, it
1: would have been three if uh, Josh Oliver hadn't tackled the uh, the defensive tackle on the way. Uh, so that yeah, you know, that was that was one of those where he couldn't say, "Well, you know, it, it was a tackle," and the guy and the guy probably would have made a play on, the, on on if he hadn't been tackled by the the blocking tight end. Um, yeah, I mean Je- Jefferson's. You just, I, when, when you see Kirk um, is not as accurate as, as Kirk should be, you, you, you know, you're just like, man, this, this guy doesn't have to be open in order for him to catch the ball. And his awareness, his ability to adjust and, and do all those things, um, he just needs someone that, you know, and Kirk can do it and he's done it before. He just needs someone to give him that ball. You know, with a chance to catch it, it's a 50 50 ball, is, is it may sound 50 50, but it's in favor of Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's what's going on with our buddy, uh, uh TJ Hawkinson?
0: He only had three targets and he only had two receptions for 24 yards, and he have a con people are calling one of them a drop. He'd do it, it, was being covered, and he had a couple drops last week. and. Had the big uh, fumble last week, and he, he's not coming out gangbusters this year like he did last year when he when he burst on the scene in purple. So what, anything going on there? Is just the just the kind of happenstance of the game.
1: Well, did you did you play O'Connell in fantasy football on Sunday? Did he decide oh, to throw it to <laughs> Kevin? Yeah, do. Well, no, first,
0: I did. Well, I have Hawkinson on my team, so that that's probably the
1: biggest prop why I'm bringing. Yes, in, yes so. that's what. Right. Um, First of all, I think that Jefferson got some more opportunities. I mean, they, they, well, <laughs> last week we were talking about like, you know, they need a uh, Justin ratio or whatever, because he went 20 minutes without uh, touching the ball first play they throw it to him. And of course there's a penalty that, uh, that erased that, that play. Um, uh, you know, what was I, I blanked out there, Joe? Yeah. Um, Oh, but yeah. First of all, there's opportunities for, for Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, Jeremy Chin. Uh, you know, uh, there was I think he played Hawkinson a lot, as well as where you're going to see someone play him on some of those some of those plays where he's not open. And the third thing I'd say about Hawkinson is there was one screen that um, there was a screen that he had that went for about 17 yards or whatever that counted. But there was another one, very very similar one. That he had would have been another catch for another 15, 20 yards or whatever that got called back. Because Slotman was, you know, like this, uh, mm-hmm. this illegal man downfield call is, is coming up more and more and more. You're seeing, right? And it, it just looks like there's such a borderline, like where the guy is just barely like a step downfield. And there's that really, new emphasis, Mark, with uh, the it, referees. It's, it's it looks like because you're seeing a lot of it. I mean, uh, uh, so that that got wiped out. So I, I yeah. think you would have, you know, um, you know, typically, Hawkinson's going to be a guy that's going to gather a lot of garbage balls in the middle and you know because he's just fine in pockets. but uh, when you get a, guy, a safety that's as good as Jeremy Chin maybe paying attention to him more. Uh, Justin Jefferson's open a little bit more. Uh, you're, and, and the you know they only converted like um, you know, one of eight third downs so I, you know I think the time of possession was even but uh, it was just not a smooth game offensively at all. Right. Well, you know, maybe, maybe what we're seeing here
0: is what we've always seen is that uh, if, if you double cover Jefferson, uh, then stuff opens up for Hawkinson, who has got in the end zone several times earlier this year. And now maybe uh, pay more little attention to him and, and it's going to go back the other way. Ultimately, I think uh, the biggest problem is all this gal dang running they were all of a sudden doing.
1: Well, uh, I was gonna, yeah, I was going <laughs> to add is that we also saw a running game. Yeah, we saw... Um, and and if you go back and watch the tape, uh, if Ed Ingram is if if um, uh, Reisner's not going to play and Ed Ingram is going to play, you want to run the ball because Ed had some really good run blocks, um, but you know struggled. He got a nice
0: score from uh, uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, he said they had one one pass block that he or, uh, one pressure that he allowed. And I think you referred to it earlier, but other than that, and he had some great run blocking. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't know where they would have put the, you know, I, I thought there was would be, would have been two that kind of would have been in his, his, uh, I would have put in his in basket, okay. um, you know, the, the sack uh, where Chin comes up the middle, but then again, you know, Kirk maybe needs to recognize that um, and get rid of it quickly. Um, but, you know, he did come up pretty quick on that. So. Uh, yeah, to me, I think he had—he uh, was much better in run blocking. Um, and you know, they say that you know, they bring this guy in for four million dollars. They say right. we are dedicated to the best five. Uh, I think at some point the owner might go. You know, <laughs> uh, I know I'm rich, but I just gave four million dollars to this guy to, to walk around the locker room. I, he wants a little return on his investment, eh? I don't know. It—it it, it would start to add up to where you're if you don't. You know, to me, it was kind of a a desperate situation. Uh, But now that you've won, uh, no matter how you did it, I can't imagine they'd make a change now. Right. Um, You know, the thing is, we can always look at the fact that can can it be worse? Well, yeah, it could be worse. They could come in and uh, they could be completely on. uh, Although sometimes it looks like even when these guys play together all the time, it still looks like they get awful, you know, confused by, uh, you know, stunts and and switches and stuff like that, but um, well, Riser exactly. obviously isn't uh, isn't showing him enough. I thought that there would be because uh, uh, O'Connell had talked about this last week and he was asked if you would maybe some sort of rotation in the in the game to kind of yeah get a sense for how this guy can play. So it's not just practice reps. I thought we would have seen him there for maybe a series just to see what you got, but. Right.
0: Back. Well, l- let me drill down on something you said a little bit earlier. Uh, so you said if if you're going to run the ball, you want Ed a- Ingram in there. He's a good run blocker as
1: opposed to pass blockers. That would you're saying? Maybe better than Reisner or? Is, or... Well, I don't know if he's better than Reisner. I just know he's better. Ed Ingram as a run blocker is better than Ed Ingram as a pass blocker. Okay. There's no, there's no question. I I don't know what pro folk, what their numbers are on that, but. And they clearly
0: had an emphasis in the running game with both, uh, Madison doing well and, and Cam Akers coming in there and relieving him and doing yeah. well as well.
1: I mean, one of my, uh, one of my extra points I did off the game was their first down runs. They averaged like eight, eight and a half yards on first down. you know, um, wow. they, uh,
0: that's a winning formula.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, Madison had 10 carries for 71 yards averaged, you know, 7.1. Um, and, um, or I think they averaged 7-2 on first down or whatever, but Mm -hmm. but, uh, Cam Akers had four carries for 33 or, you know, on average, like eight yards or whatever it was. Um, But so they were, uh, and Ed Ringrum, you know, like the first play of the game, the first play that counted in the game after that penalty, um, which was think was on Cleveland, you know, right up the middle, uh, you know, Ed pulls and makes a great block. And then I believe on the 13-yard run that that Madison had, one of his 13-yard runs, you know it's another really good block by by ed. So yeah, if, you're, if you if if he's going to be in there and you can run the ball, run the ball. And I I would think, you know, going against Kansas City, you know, it's the oldest cliche, you know, you better hang on to the ball and not let the other guy have it because it right. can, can kill you. Um Mark, uh, do you
0: see and looking now that they got kind of this two-headed uh uh running back. At least they did situation as they did on Sunday. Do you see that those two players, Matt, uh, Alexander Madison and Cam Akers have enough different style and ability that they can make a change of pace back? Or are we looking at kind of a similar style, you know, rush I, I think maybe Akers is a little quicker and, 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 and Madison a more powerful back. I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts
1: on those? Well, two? No, I, I would say Akers is, is smoother, probably more decisive hits the hole, maybe a little faster. Uh, I, I like it because, you know, I think Madison is better when he's fresher and when he's like being threatened, Mm. like his, his carries are being threatened. Um, and so I like it. I, I mean, it certainly worked my goodness. Um, you know, acres, there was one, one run and this is blocking as well, but it's almost like he, it's almost like the whistle had blown, you know, he comes through the line and it's like, yeah, it's like, wow. Like there was just this sea of, I think can, you can know, he got nine yards or whatever but you yep. can also throw it to him um so yeah I, I like that mix and you know you know carolina you know you got to temper some of this because yes all know. of this all carolina. of this <laughs> carolina was as absolutely decimated on defense and it started yeah. week one and it's continued um but you know you, you keep trying it i mean i, I they ran, you know, against the Chargers. Um, you know, they were determined to run against the Chargers almost to a point where I felt like, well, early on, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, this is good, but, you know, gets get Jefferson the ball some more. Um, and then they did. Uh, but this, you know, I would say it's a good thing going forward to keep trying. And, again, this is a week to really – you turn the ball over against Kansas City, you're done. Yeah. Um, and you got to hope you have a game where, where Mahomes does what he did Monday night. So maybe this is
0: what uh, uh, the coaches in uh, Quacey were thinking when they brought Akers in, you know, maybe uh, like you just said, you you like Madison better when he's fresher. Well, give this guy a break and you got someone that, you know, you can trust to come in there and get you some yards and channel even got his hands on the ball, but you know, it, it was Akers who was, who, who made the uh, splash as the, 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 the second running back there on Sunday. I, I liked what I saw from him and, you know, it's maybe going to leave Chandler behind a little bit, you know, and uh, I don't know what, what
1: it, it, it sounded like. That's maybe what they had in mind when they brought him in. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, if Chandler was doing, you know, what they had hoped or Kane had, hadn't gotten hurt and they don't, they don't even, they don't look at, at, acres, but this is what they felt they needed. And, uh, and that's what they went out and got it. If, if they were completely uh, happy with Chandler acres, wouldn't be here. Yeah. Well,
0: I like what I saw, and so on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about that Vikings defense that actually only gave up seven, no, uh, six points uh, because the offense gave up the first touchdown. So let's come back and talk about those, So uh, the defense, and come on back and check it out on Vikings Territory breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Uh Vikings won on Sunday. We're all pleased here. Um uh really, even Mark is pleased. He likes to go to a happy locker room, even though he's not a he's not from here, but you know, so I and I don't know to answer the that mark. Do you, does it matter to you one way or the other if you're going there? You get better quotes when they're grumpy and mad, or or is it nicer to be uh not told to take a hike when you <laughs>
1: <laughs> when well, lost. I, would say, I don't know if the quotes are better but there, there's bodies in the in, in the locker room uh you know like like during the week you know afterwards but um yeah i mean it, it, it obviously it, the stories are better like like 2009 i mean uh that was a such a fun team to cover because it was you know i mean the, with farm and the, the personalities and the win and the winning and everything and last year you know frankly was was sort of a breath of fresh air and with the, you know, I mean, every game was kind of like the same, but it was like the opposite of what we're seeing some of this year uh, on the year before. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it, it, ends up being, you definitely have happier players and there's stories and there's more interest and yeah, um, some of those like 2011 can be a trudge to the end where the players don't want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to the players. You just want them, you want to see them with the garbage bags heading out the door with their stuff.
0: Oh, I, I, I must admit, uh, there are some days I had to, to run after the game when, when I didn't go down to the locker room because I knew what was coming. But uh, after a bad loss, no, no, I'm kidding. I always did my job. Um, Let's see. Well, let's – you know, we talked about the offense. They they uh, they did enough to win. They they were not great. They were not – like Mark said, they never really got in a consistent flow. By hook or by crook, they – you know, they – they got a hell of a lot of help from the defense and the defense only gave up, they gave up 13 points. The touchdown was on the offense and then they produced a touchdown of their own. But uh, I guess what I was watching, I saw there was no pass rush early, but uh, then eventually uh, 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 Brian Flores started calling some, some uh, blitzes and stunts. And, and they started confusing young, young Bryce young and, and uh, they got five sacks on him later on. So uh, things went better. On the defensive line, as the game wore on, would you say?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I you know, he blitzed uh, you know like against um, Herbert, they blitzed like eighty six percent of the time, and I they didn't they did not send you know more than four rushers as much as it appeared because they were so successful at it. It appeared like it was more you know unless you're sitting there charting during the game, it, it appeared that there was more blitzes and stuff. But they only they only blitzed like thirty. 31% of the time, um, but boy, did they, they have some success. And one of the reasons I feel like they didn't blitz as much is because they had Davenport was healthy uh, on, on Davenport's are, oh, I think it was on Loanham sack that, which could have gone half to Davenport because he sort of created it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their, their defensive line is four outside linebackers there's Davenport. There's Hill uh, or there's Davenport Jones, Hunter uh, and Loanham, and, and, you know, so those are just like, that's kind of, uh, uh, what was it, the, the Giants? A much better, I think, better. Well, Vikings have Daniel Hunter, so but I mean, like the Giants, when they won their Super Bowl and they were beating Tom Brady, they, they had a, that you know, all defensive end rush that was amazing that they could rush from inside outside. So, they, you saw a lot of that, uh, you know, on Sunday. Um, How big was it having Marcus Davenport out there, Mark? Yeah, I mean, he made a big difference. Frankly, I didn't think we'd see that this year. I, I did not get the sense a that he that he wanted to play, uh, or or that he was gonna be like that. You know, he he played that Philadelphia. Those four snaps in Philadelphia were you know embarrassing for him, uh, and I just thought maybe this lingers and he's you know he's not there. But we, we he he had his full attention on on the game on on Sunday. So hats off to him for for playing that way. Was and he then,
0: smiling in the locker room afterwards?
1: Uh, I'm sure he was. And, and so the, um, and like Harrison Smith's, uh, sack at the end, you know, they're showing seven up front. They dropped three. Harrison Smith is only one of four rushers. So that's not a blitz. I mean, that's not a, that's a, that's a, that's a four man rush. Daniil Hunter, ironically, is on the other side and he's dropped. So it's like, wow. uh, I want to see the next time I see Daniil, I'm going to say, you know, Harrison, you know, because of this he's got this uh, incentive. It's like Harrison's dipping into your money here. Uh, you know, that's, you know, but that's, uh, you. I guess you can get away with that uh, or it works, it's going to work more against Bryce Young than maybe some, some other veteran quarterback. Isn't
0: that the truth? Isn't that what we saw? I mean, he, he looked like uh, uh, a deer in the headlights for a cliche at times. He hung on to the ball way too long, and then he was getting sacked left and right. I mean, I'll talk about Harry, the hitman, in a bit. But uh, uh, you know, I, I think he was kind of lost back there after after a while, don't you think?
1: Well, right? I, I don't know if it's because they they just felt he was going to get sacked if they took any time length of time, but they really only challenged him deep one time, and it was it, it resulted in a holding penalty, I think, on a Caleb or no, uh, I forget who I the holding yeah, penalty was. Evans, yeah, yeah so yeah. Evans, you know, it's an incompletion down the field. They they got Evans for holding him earlier in the in the route. And then, man, after nothing else was like taking it down the field at all, um, you know, the Vikings it was either run the ball or throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage or uh, maybe the the drive at the end when he was starting to get down to where to, to the red zone, they started actually throwing it at least 10 yards downfield. But they just the, – the Vikings secondary never got tested and um, – that's yeah. I was
0: going to ask you. You talk
1: about You talk about, it, you talk about a a a complete one eighty from not being tested to what they're what they're in <laughs> store for them this week. Uh, boy, uh, you, you could keep not doing that, it.
0: Mark. You keep previewing uh, the third I
1: segment know. here. You keep you keep saying, "Oh my God, folks, this one's great," but wait, what's you coming? Just, you just wait till what's coming, folks. <laughs> We're going to tell you what's coming.
0: You know that that's what I want to say was was the did the secondary have a good day or were they playing a uh rookie quarterback in his fourth game or third game of the year you know of his career and in a
1: conservative game plan I you know Yeah I think they were playing a conservative game plan they uh they just weren't tested I don't feel they were tested uh you know
0: Okay, well, let's uh, talk first about uh, D.J. Wonum's day. He had six tackles and a pass defended uh, sack and a fumble return for a touchdown, which was fun to watch. I wanted to get, wanted to see him get in there, but it uh, looked like it was threatened to get a tackle. But uh, someone escorted him. I can't was it Hicks that that blocked all the way downfield with him? It was uh, a great play started by a Harrison Smith blitz uh, strip sack, and and Wonham scooped it up and scored. Uh is 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 that a product? Of, well, gosh, I, I just can't get too excited. But I mean, you always know, got Hunter. while well, you got Davenport. You know, you got another guy who's having a good day because th- the line has to pay attention to those guys, and that just kind of makes it a little bit easier for Woonham because he was all over the place on
1: Sunday. Yeah, I think Woonham uh, benefits from you know, you know, Hunter benefits from Davenport being there. Davenport or um, uh, Woonham benefits from from. Um, Davenport being there as well, because when you can put three of them on there, it's a it's a whole different animal than if you're putting Daniel there and him by himself and Davenport's injured. Um, yeah, it opens up a lot. And so uh, these packages that uh, that that Flora's had in mind really really counts on you know Davenport being there and then Woonham. Woonham is like he's not he's not a starter. He's not a star caliber player, but. It, he is definitely a guy that can help you win and definitely be uh do what he did on 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 Sunday. I mean, you know, that the, the return for a touchdown is it's great. He you know, he's he's the headliner, but yeah, that's that's Harrison's to me, that's Harrison's play there. That's uh anybody yeah, that, I mean, absolutely. Give, give him credit for you know picking up and, and having the wheels to get there, but right. Well, I'll, I'll quickly
0: back to uh, uh, Marcus Davenport. Is that a harbinger of things to come? Is he going to keep being excited to play? Is he going to be pumped up, or 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 was it all because of Bryce Young? And uh, it, I would think uh, with with uh, Swifty coming to town on Sunday, uh, Marcus did, has got to be pumped, right?
1: You know? you're, you're, you're previewing too soon, Joe. It's I know, Swifty. I know. What? What what are you talking about? I don't. Know. I heard it all morning. I was driving to the chiropractor. i am
0: hearing hearing you know. I go down there, the radio show K KFan. That's all they're talking about. I come back. They're interviewing a guy who oh god, who the heck was it? Uh, that that knew all or Paul Allen is interviewing someone about who has worked with Taylor Swift, and I'm just going. Hmm. You were right when you sent me that text about it, and you said you know. Uh, that you retired over, right? I said, who cares? And all of a sudden, boom! It's everywhere. And then this guy on the radio said he, he's heard that she's not even gonna show up.
1: We got yeah, we got eighty degree weather for her. I mean, come on. It's, uh, <laughs> God. Anyway, well, let's put it this way: uh, when if she doesn't show up. Like, uh, because she's had concerts here before, right? Or she she just
0: like about three months ago, she had one or something. I
1: would imagine, uh, you know, all the NFL cities where she has concerts or plans to go back, you know, she's going to be there. I tell you, everybody,
0: everybody's saying it's a, it's a, it's a put on deal, but w- whatever we can oh, talk uh, yeah. a little bit more. I know, I know that's where you lie. But anyway, Davenport, yeah. I, are, are, you, 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 you described it. Well, you weren't sure if he wanted to play. Do you think he does now? And, and it looks like it. Is, is that going to continue or is he kind of got to game I mean, after a while? Oh, I got a little pulled hamstring. I, mean, I got to sit for a bit. Well, he,
1: he, you know, I, I don't know. He, he hurt his ankle on a Thursday practice and I, I don't know. I mean, I, We've all r- rolled an ankle, and if you do roll an ankle, it takes time to come back. So yeah. I guess I give him the benefit of the doubt. But um, yeah, I mean, he was he was hurt. He got hurt in a practice on a Thursday, and when they don't have pads on, uh, and it wiped out, you know, the, all but three four snaps of the first three games. So you hope that something like that doesn't happen again. That, uh, but I, I think I feel like yes, that we got a snapshot of okay, this is why they they gave the guy. you know, $13 million to come here, so. Oh, uh, so Brian Flores is
0: back on the head coach search now, after that game? You
1: know, this is a bittersweet week for you, Joe, because (laughs) they won, but now you're going to lose Brian Flores again.
0: Nice. Nice. That's wonderful, Mark.
1: That's just great. All right, well, I've
0: been burying the lead this whole segment. It's Harrison. Harry the Hitman's Smith, uh, with another, with a great game. Yeah. He had, you know, we heard in the off season, he was going to be, he was all excited about this defense because there was going to be opportunities for him and, and he took less money to stick around. I think he wanted to play with Brian Flores. And then after the game, you saw him go up on the, uh, I think it was Flores. He was talking to and he was just very excited and animated. He was, you know, after, at the end of the game, um, he's first player in NFL history with three sacks, one forced fumble, and 14-plus combined tackles in a single game. And the guy is an old man. Uh, talk about his game, and then I'll ask you
1: when you, to put on your Hall of Fame hat and we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we assumed that maybe Louis Singh could step in next year when Harrison leaves, but maybe Harrison doesn't want to leave after ne- after this year. Mm. Um, yeah, this, I was watching, and I wrote about it um, in reference to, like, uh, you know the first round, the first round of, of last year will keep raising its head over and over and over. Um, and it was Kyle Hamilton who was taken 14th after two spots after Quasey traded out of the 12th spot uh, safety for the for the Ravens playing against the uh, Gardner Minshew and the Colts. And uh, and they did exactly the things that Harrison Smith did on Sunday, but they did it in week three. And this guy had three sacks, uh, passed the. A, a def- he would have had a four sack, but he came come in and, and Minshew went to throw it and he batted it away. So it was ex- almost exactly kind of the things you were seeing that Harrison did. And we know that Harrison can, can do it because we've seen it. And I remember the last game of last year talking to Harrison Smith in the locker room and joking with him. I, I didn't have any pro football focus numbers in front of me or anything, but I said, I said man, it's been a whole year. And I said, I, the only time I can remember you rushing is in – London. And I think he, I think he only rushed like four or five times the entire year hmm. uh, where he came off the edge. And I said, the only one I can remember is in London, he might've had a pressure and he kind of laughed and he said, yeah, I, w- I was pretty good at it at one time. <laughs> and, you know, so it's good to see that's back in the, in the arsenal. And um, you know, I don't think he's going to catch uh, if we're allowed to look forward a little bit uh, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes off guard as much as he caught Bryce young off guard but right if you can get there if you can get there fast enough and and keep Mahomes from just magically disappearing and, and showing up you know 20 yards down the field um it helps so uh it was yeah it was an outstanding game by him and it was and good he, to see him being used the way that he can be used
0: and and they used him and we have to really you know I don't have, I don't want to temper his game but uh he's not as fast as he used to be He's going against a guy who probably held on to it a little bit longer, trying to make decisions. He's a uh, rookie in his fourth, third career game. Um, but gosh dang, that was fun to watch. Just to see him knife off the edge and, and come in there, you just get excited because you get to, you get to see him tracking from so far away and say, "Get there, get there, get there." You know, it's just.
1: Well, and it was. It was not just um, you know the speed to get there and him holding on the to ball too long. It was. I don't think that he saw him, you know, I don't think that he was aware And mm. you know, when he's looking at the defense, he's still confused. And I think Harrison, well, um, you know, Zim used to call him a cat burglar because of the way he would, could creep around and kind of like, you know, confuse the younger, younger quarterbacks, especially. Um, And I think we saw some of that where he, uh, you know, you get lost in the shuffle behind, whether it's a Daniil or whoever the bigger body is in front of you and you just come in um so they they were able to, to make that work and well, uh, correct me if i'm
0: wrong mark but you know bringing up zim and, and i was gonna gonna say this i mean you said earlier about how uh, harrison came up and uh and they only had the four-man rush and daniel went back zim was doing some of that stuff back in the day wasn't he he was he was I think
1: everyone everyone i mean everybody has done that you know you know it's you know the dom capers the fire zone blitz and stuff and zim was always the Zim kind of made a name for himself by bringing guys into the a gaps and and you know sometimes they would go sometimes they would drop sometimes one would go um so yeah he, he was doing a lot of that though no, Donatel wasn't wasn't doing a lot of that but Donatel also was had uh, through four games had six or seven takeaways you know so um the Vikings until Sunday had only had uh I think one takeaway uh, or did they had have- yeah. yeah. Or this was maybe their third takeaway. Um, so I don't know. It's it's just good to see Smith Harrison Smith, especially now when they're playing. You know, uh, they've basically made Metellus a starter. Um, you know, there's a multiple uh, different packages that they have. Um, so there's a lot for offenses to have to you know digest, and he's able to do. You know, he's able to do still do it at, at the, mm-hmm. his age for sure.
0: Well, all right then. You know, and I've been seeing it on Twitter ever since that game. one career does one game does not make a career. But uh, I'm going to ask you, since we got you here, the Hall of Fame voter. Uh, everybody's saying uh, he's a he's a he's a Hall of Famer. And I mean, I saw stats on for that uh, uh, for Harrison Smith put right next to uh, Troy Palomal who is now in the Hall of Fame. And Harrison's were better, you know. And I think he played a few more games. Maybe that had something to do with it, but. Uh, Um, so put on your hall of fame voter hat, Mark, and, uh, let me know what, what do you see there? Is this someone you're going to have to promote here in a few
1: years? Well, he'll, he'll certainly be in the mix. I always joke with him. I said, you know, try and make it a little easier and win a couple more all pro, you know, uh, he's got one all pro, which really is in his favor. Uh, you know, Troy Paul, let's not, let's not, uh, it's sort of like when Tom Brady, you know, obviously started becoming the best and people go Yeah, well, eh, Joe Montana was pretty good. You know, eh, what? Nice, nice little career, Joe, uh, Troy Palomalo was a great player. Absolutely.
0: I mean, that's, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not diminishing. I'm just saying uh, Harrison Smith's in that league.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd put Harrison above Troy, uh, but I, the, the beauty of this is you don't have to make, you know, you don't have to be thinking about Harrison Smith as a hall of famer when he's still playing. And, um, you know, I would love, I would love to see Harrison, you know, be used this week. See, see the Vikings make a make a, a, a play a little better for him. Um, because if you start doing this and you're in your senior, uh, four or five win team, I don't think it really matters. Um, and that'll help him and, and another all pro, you know, to get an all pro would, would help him. And also I think it hurts defensive players. And we're seeing it, you know, Jared Allen's taking a little bit of time to get in the hall of fame uh is if you don't win a championship it's 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 it used to be held against everybody and now I think it's held more against like defensive players. Huh um that's just my guess. I can't think I can't think for myself sometimes let alone 48 other people but well that's true. Um, but yeah I you know he's 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 certainly in the mix. Um he's not uh, you know like Patrick Mahomes you sit here and you say yeah Patrick Mahomes Hall of Famer Travis yep. Kelsey yeah hall of famer but it's pretty damn good to be Harrison Smith. Yeah, I, I think we can maybe see him in the in the conversation. You know, so
0: that'll be fun. But not yet. Like you just said, he may not be ready to, to uh, hang it up yet. Yet, if uh, if uh, Brian Flores goes, maybe Harrison says, "Okay, I think I'll go chase Brian Flores around and go
1: to- Yeah, it's uh, you're gonna lose them all, Joe. Yeah, like Kurt's Kirk, gonna win the Super Bowl, and you're gonna lose him to some team.
0: Well, not after Sunday's game. I'm not ready to agree with you on that one. So uh, on that note, we'll take another quick break. And we've been promoting it all afternoon here, all morning. It's coming. It's coming down the track, the defending
1: champs, Kansas Chiefs. Does Mike have any Swifty music to play to lead into this?
0: He he might have to. That's what we need. So
1: come on back and uh,
0: see what we got. Uh, Check it out, uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark uh uh, uh Kevin O'Connell, uh 13 to 4 last year, 0 3 this year. Uh there was all right, I'm sorry, I'm going, you know, going to the Twitter to the X, and there's a already calling people calling for his head, you know. <laughs> Joe,
1: you said 0 oh 3. He's what Joey won. Hey, Joe, he won.
0: I, I, you know, I'm getting there, you know, so I'm, I'm saying coming into the game, he was, you know, he, he might have been not feeling the hot seat, but he's not, he wasn't as smiley and happy as he was, you know, maybe all of last year because things were going his way. And I, I think he needed to win this game. There's no two ways about it. He, uh, uh, uh. You know, it was an easier game that he should have won, but it was on the road and you, you never know in the NFL when your quarterback gifts the other team, it's going to look t- tough for you. But so I wanted to take a quick look at his game and I thought uh, he missed a challenge on a Carolina reception early. Now, granted, the the Panthers got up to the line quickly and maybe they didn't have a chance to look at it and he didn't throw it. But, you know, usually when so- when they're move, I suppose they could do that on purpose to make you think to waste one of your challenges anyway. But. Uh, and then I thought it was a weird timeout at the end of the game, uh, but uh, I, I didn't think you should have called it, but then it resulted in the, the sack that uh, Harrison Smith ended the game on. And then you said you wanted uh, noted that his fourth and two call was, was, was a great call. So lem- tell me what you think about uh, KOC's uh, game on Sunday and, and, and that call.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the fourth and two call play, I mean, I, you try to, like, think about it before it, the, you see the result because it's easy to say when it works. Oh, it's the greatest call ever. When it doesn't work, uh, it, why do you do that? Uh, but it was fourth and two. They were down 10 to nothing. It just felt like a time where, you know, uh, even though they won the game, that game started the same way that the other game started. You know, nice drive and a turnover. This was a pick six. And my my thought at that point was was KOC saying last week, "Well, if we don't stop turning the ball over, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna find people that can not can, that can stop turning the ball over." But <laughs> I thought that you know Nick Mullins would come running out on the Oh the man! Drive. Your um, actual thought
0: was to me was your team is cursed, Joe, and I said yes, was, all my life. Yeah, the, the yeah, horseshoe, was, the horseshoe
1: was, had turned.
0: Yes, um, and your colleague. Jim Suhan wrote a story about it this morning. Were you guys talking about the curse of the Vikings up in the press box? Uh, I
1: did not did not see what he wrote this morning, but okay. Um,
0: He's saying who is more cursed, the twins or the Vikings? I think that's what that oh. was. So, well, uh, so.
1: yeah, or, or <laughs> uh, that's a victim. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, going back to our our thought, Joe. Um, okay. The fourth and two, they're down ten nothing. You know, you had the pick six, uh, and then you know, it just felt like a time where you know, even with Carolina and being on the road and there's a lot of Vikings fans there. So it wasn't like this ho- real hostile environment, but it felt like the game was slipping. And, and O'Connell even made reference to this yesterday that he felt like, you know, that we just needed a possession. We needed we needed to keep the ball and, at the risk of of giving it up. So they're at their 44-yard line. So it's not a terrible risk, but you're still in your half of the, the field. So there is a risk. And then when they got to the line of scrimmage, I thought, well, because you, you, you kind of look at where's Jefferson and they're playing Jefferson. I mean, they basically conceded that first down. Now granted, Kirk could have missed the throw or whatever, but all Jefferson did was like charge off the field stop, turn around, and catches a five or six yard. So to me it was the right time. It was it was you know it was gutsy call, but right time. And then when I saw that the defense and, and what they had what they had planned, it was, it was a great call because he he maybe he, he knew how they were playing mm-hmm. um, that you know they they would be able to get this five yards and, and I, the way they played it but had they come up and jammed him maybe what would, would have been a deep ball why, did, why didn't they mark
0: why why didn't they jam him on a fourth and two
1: uh, well maybe you're afraid of giving up a you know something longer I mean wow. uh, at the end of the Chargers game, Raiders game I was watching. And you're thinking uh, you know, the, the Chargers were gonna run the ball because and, and force them to use their last timeout. They're they're kind of at their own twenty yard line. Herbert drops back and throws a bomb to number five and the game's over because he catches it in stride and, wow. and ball covered. So maybe that they're thinking that. But uh yeah, to me it was just a, it was a really good call, uh, and it really sort of stabilized uh the situation because they went then they went down and scored. Um so so yeah. we love
0: KOC again.
1: Well, I just think it was a really good call. And I thought he made a lot of, he was a very good late caller and uh, risk taker last year. Um, so yeah, he's, you know.
0: Do you like, do you like the running game approach? And is that going to work on Sunday
1: when uh, Patrick, Travis and Taylor come to town, baby? I think they got to try it because that's, uh, that's going to be a key to, to, to them being able to, to survive and, um, and if they start, if they, tear, if they keep turning the ball over, it's
0: uh, just there. It, it is. Mark, Mike, get it on the sound, or if they keep, keep turning the ball. ball
1: over. If they turn the ball over on their first drive, just stop the game, preserve everyone's health, <laughs> send everyone home, tell Taylor Swift thank you for coming. Uh, <clears throat> we'll see you next year or whenever, or no, we'll see you in eight years. I'm sorry. Will yeah. they still be together in 8 years Joe when the when the Chiefs come Ooh, back?
0: Can't be dooming that relationship before well, it's you know, really gone
1: I, off I, the I ground. about him. I, I hope they them. this is I hope all this fame and attention and the cameras not hurting their relationship and keeping them from growing.
0: Let's see. Mark said he's worried about him. That's not exactly what you texted I me. I just know,
1: and, it, and if they lose, if the Chiefs lose or would 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 Minnesota be contributing to, you know, the breakup of a couple? America's couple is what I want to call them.
0: I don't know, but uh, I think uh, uh, I'm just curious. What you know, this this whole this all whole, uh, I, I poo pooed it when you said. I said you know just who cares uh, you know when you were texting me about it. But it's just blown up and it's just it's just goofy, you know. I, and I, I'm it's someone was you know someone was saying last night on Twitter during the broadcast that there was going to be uh, there was. Uh, Commercials put on the NBC broadcast right after they showed her in the booth. You didn't. That didn't. That didn't. Uh,
1: it does now. It registered with me too. I was like, I, I was like, I, we're just kind of like the NFL is. Um, you know, they put the little hook in they and we, it's something shiny, and we all look at it. and we, <laughs> we we bite it, and then they just lead us around. I just hope. I just hope that like they show the field. You know, on Sunday, for, for guys, <laughs> I'll be there. I, I'll be able to watch the game. But for people who aren't there, I just hope they turn the camera around once in a while. No, well, might be. You know, her booth
0: is going to be just not too far down from the press box, so you can just uh, cruise down there and say, "Hey, you know, Taylor," and see what's up. You well, know, it'll
1: probably end up being some sort of like you know, security situation where we there might
0: be. Yes. I, I like uh, the guy that uh former owner of the, oh, Stan, like yeah,
1: maybe it'll be a Stan, Cron- uh, you know, that was a men's room. So, we <laughs> all right.
0: That. All right. Now we're going off the rails. Um, I don't think the Kansas city chiefs defense is that, uh, uh, formidable. I think this offense can score against them. Uh, I love the balance that I saw. I would like to see more passing. I'd like to say, I think I've expressed. I'd like to see more passing to TJ Hawkinson, but, uh, um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, I, the Vikings can score on this team. The biggest problem is, can this defense play another game like they did last week and, and, uh, stop Mahomes and Kelsey and, and, uh, there's, there's a lot of ways for uh, Pacheco, uh, you know, they don't pass their, their wideouts all that much, but, uh, um, they've got plenty of people that can hurt you on, uh, you know, on the chiefs offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs offense, it's, 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 you know, that whole team is basically it's Mahomes, Kelsey, Swifty and Andy Reed. That's all people really focus on. Yeah, yeah. But there's Pacheco uh, who, you know, that guy running the ball, number 10 uh, running the ball is lights out. I mean, power wise, he's adding an yeah. element to that offense. Um, that's impressive, you know, and then, you have the Sky and the uh, Tonys and different sort of faceless guys that that will give you, uh, you know, big plays here and there. And uh, the defense is not, you know, the Vikings can score. Right? Vikings can score on anybody. But, uh, you know, handling uh, Chris Smith in the middle uh, they have that, that defensive tackle in the middle there uh, is, you know, you got to take care of him. Um, but yeah, they can they can score. I mean, they, they if they just don't turn the ball over, they, they can get into a fight. They can get into a fight with this team, and you know, I mean, Mahomes. Uh, it was weird watching Mahomes play the way he did on Monday on Monday night, incredible or Sunday Sunny night, Sunday night. Yeah, um, you know, throwing you know to see him throw that many interceptions and then go back to and, and sit and watch, a, you know, Zach Wilson come back and tie him was was strange but then at the end it's like it's third and 22 doesn't matter he runs for the first i said i was telling i was talking to children for a story i'm doing on uh on uh Mahomes for sunday and i i said braddy he, he remind he, he looks like a business guy like a middle-aged businessman with a briefcase running to catch a bus but he still gets there you know it's like he's you know the, he's got the straight it's just like like how does he do it and, and but he is He's as fast as whoever's chasing, he's faster than whoever's chasing him. That's basically, you know, this guy is such a an awareness, uh, his vision, um, the awareness and knowing what to do and instantly knowing what to do. It's a uh, gift. It's great. It's great. It's fun to watch. And whenever he struggles, it's so weird to see because you know you know he's going to come back in final and, you know, 99% of the time going to come back and find a way to win. So uh, the Vikings, you know, they got to get turnovers and they got to eliminate turnovers and run the ball.
0: You know, I uh, used uh, at the Mankato Brewery, our president used to be from Kansas City. And it was the first season that uh, Mahomes was there. And after I saw him play, I said, oh, my God, you guys are going to be in the conversation every year. And he says, oh, no, we don't have the defense. And I said, just Wait. Mahomes has been making up for that defense ever since. You know, he's, he's won two Super Bowls. And, you know, they, they've got – they they don't have a bad defense now, but they did have a bad defense. And Mahomes just does so much. He's He's got that same thing where, uh, like Rodgers that if, if the ball's in his hand and they're down to score, he's just going to find a way to do it because he knows the game so well. Like you said, he can make such lightning-quick decisions and then be decisive and go and do it, whether it's throw or run. I mean, it's just – it's – I don't know how they're going to stop him, but they, they you know, they you think they're going to have confidence from last week, the Vikings defense, but I don't know. They, they're, they may be shocked. Some of these guys have not seen someone like uh, Patrick Mahomes to play against him.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the first time the Vikings have played him. The, the last time they were going to play in Kansas City, um, he got hurt and, and they got, they lost to Chad Henney. So um, although Chad Henney was a great backup, uh, he's, this is a little, little higher than Chad Henney. Uh, to me, they, they they can't certainly cannot go all out and rush him all the time because
0: have to have a spy.
1: You can't you cannot you can't you gotta make sure you fill every crack because he can he can slip through and then he's he's gonna kill you that way and you know I don't I, to me and, and he can extend plays so you gotta watch the defensive holding like you know like the uh, Jets like poor Robert Sala found out uh, you know that that is a holding you know but. But to me, it's like that was being wasn't being called for all you know for 59 minutes and then it, it happens. Yeah. So you could, you know, I sort of I agree with Andy Reed that said it's a holding, but I agree with you know uh poor Salah who's uh you know what, talk about a guy who's you know his season was gonna be what it was gonna be and now oh, yeah. um but you know that that's that you know, Mahomes can create situations like that where you're, you know, you have to cover a lot longer, um, and, and it's going to lead to some holding penalties and pass interference penalties, and they just got to play a clean game and, and hope that uh, they can outscore him.
0: Well, uh, you and I both predicted uh, correctly last week in our prediction segment for so to bring us both to two and two, we both picked the Vikings over the Packers. I'm not sure how confident we were with that, but we did it. And uh, do you want me to, you know, tell the folks what you sent me as a prediction for this <laughs> week? Do you want me to? Yeah, you know, when the when the Chiefs went up seventeen nothing, Mark texted me a prediction for the game. But uh, I'll, I'll just, I'm not sure if you're sticking with that, Mark. But uh, uh, you, you go ahead, tell me. Well, you, I,
1: said, I said fifty to three. Um, yes, you did. I didn't. I wasn't sure how, you know. Uh, no, I mean the Vikings are going to score. I don't know if that's right, though, Mark. The Vikings
0: have only had two field goals all year, so I don't know if you can give them three points. Right, well, as as
1: as good as the defense played last year, last week, I'll say fifty to two. <laughs> no, or uh, fifty to four. They'll get two safety. Wow. Um, no, I, I think the Vikings can score. Vikings can score on anybody. The Vikings are not, uh, like I said, they were not. They shouldn't have been an 0 three team, uh, but they were. Because of turnovers, and uh, boy, if they ever get it fixed, uh, they could, um, you know, they could be a high-scoring game back and forth. There's, there's no way I, I can't go against America's couple and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. There's just, there's too much, there's too much firepower out there, Joe. It's, uh, and you know what. This is a, this would be a vintage, and uh, this is the same feeling you sort of have when you, when they went to Buffalo and what was going to happen to them at Buffalo. So, yeah. talk about what, what, a, what this would do for a franchise if they won this game. Because you know, everybody is on the other side of this. That's game. a funny
0: thing. You know, you saw this all over Twitter too. And it's like one guy said, you know, all right, Vikings fans, you all know this. You just have to admit it to yourself. If the Vikings were somehow to win, against Kansas city this week. We know that they're losing the next week against Chicago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever is that, that, that is a longtime Vikings veteran who knows, <laughs> he knows the Vikings. He knows the NFL because yes, they hundred percent. And I, like I told you, I said um, the worst thing that could have happened was them for them to lose on Sunday night and come in, you know, yes. Of a loss. So, you know, they had. They had. You know, Swifty was still happy on Sunday night. So it's all <laughs> breaking our way, baby. She's gonna frown. She's gonna be frowny faced at some point. So maybe it'll be here. <laughs> we can only hope. Well, with that note, we're uh we're gonna pack it in for did this. We make year. our picks. We've officially. Oh been- no,
0: we didn't. Gosh dang. Well, I, I think I know who you're picking. Because I, I know, know
1: how you get out of things like that. You said, "Well, I never <laughs> really said." You told me what I was gonna say.
0: I'm uh, going to say yes,
1: Chiefs, but I'm going to make it a one-score, high-scoring game.
0: Um, you know, I I I saw the Chiefs in trouble last <laughs> Sunday night, and I mean, they got out early, and all of a sudden, you know, things start happening. and Patrick Mahomes starts throwing, you know, picks, and you're going, my God, it, Joe, you know. And as we've discussed, I I, thought, I said to you, well, he's not going to do that next week. You know, he's just he's just not oh. going to have two games oh. like that in a row, and. You know, while uh, I would love to pick the Vikings, I, I'm going to. Uh, I, I wow. think the Vikings are too, might might be one of those situations where the Minneapolis Miracle, they were too high off of getting their first win. They're just not going to recover this week from practice. And they're all anticipating, they're all trying to send all their tickets to their friends to get into the stadium with uh, Taylor Swift. So there's that as well. I think they're going to be distracted. i got to go with the Chiefs this week. So. No blood this week, but we'll, we'll see. On, Hopefully, wrong, right? Yes, anyway, yeah. those are our picks. Come on back and check how they do next week. We'll be back here. Thanks for showing up this week. Uh, uh, thanks, Mark, for your insight. Thanks, Mike Woldem, for, for uh, producing behind the stage. One more shout out to our friend, uh, Hiram Lund. Uh, keep getting better, bud, and we'll uh, see you down the road. And uh, Joe Johnson's thanks to you, bud. And so until next week, we'll just say skull. Skull.